I'm Kevin. And I'm Kevin. I'm also a Seth. And this is the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. So just a disclaimer, we are going to talk about some things that people might not be super comfortable with. We're going to use some language, a language that people are not going to be super comfortable with. That's adult language. So, Expletives. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Or not. That's cool too. What's going on everybody? How's it going internet friends? Hi. We're back. Surprisingly. I know, right? In the saddle again. Yes. After much debate, we've decided to continue the show. What were we debating about? Mm, I don't know. Just stuff. Three-story museum displays information and memorabilia of the prisoners and staff, including death masks executed. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, do you see anything about the hoods? I'm looking at a picture of the hoods. Yeah. Anyway, we should get into it. What are we talking about this week? I don't know, Megan. I just showed up here. I know we're talking about something that has to deal with Australia because Australia. our sweet intro. Hmm. But other than that, I know nothing. We're it, talking about the old Melbourne jail. And they pronounce it, not pronounce it, they spell, spell it. it G-A-O-L. That is awesome. Gale! Wait, no, that's... That was, Gal? Uh, I think it's Gal? Gale? Who the hell is Gale? No, no. Gale Kim, was, uh, wrestling reference. Got it! No, that was uh, that was my dyslexic goal yell. Oh, oh. Well, before we get into that, I have to put out something as a little apology to anyone who might have been offended by my remarks last week with regards to said frogman and woman swimming in a pond, lake, whatever. I do apologize for said comments with regards to rape. I do not take rape as something that is funny. I was just making a joke of of it because it was a frogman. And but like I said, it was a poor taste of mine and I do apologize if anyone was offended by it. So, with that I don't said, apologize about talking about licking frogs. No. No. <sighs> Fuck that. I'm more offended by your face though. That's okay. You should do something well, about that. I'm not uh you're not the not one I'm worried about. about. I know. So. Um, so anyway, so we're going to talk about the old Melbourne jail. Melbourne. Um, Melbourne. Melbourne. Which is, not Melbourne. if I'm not. not mistaken, is in the center of Australia. I would love to go to Australia. I'm not going to lie. Inside of a lake because I don't know anything about Australia. I would, I'd like to go to Australia, but there's too many fucking snakes and stuff. Yeah, I just want to go just for the and food. Stuff. He's worried about the stuff, no, not, not the snakes, no, but just the stuff. Snakes and spiders the size of dogs, you know. Stop it. Please. I actually just want to go just for the food, the beer, the the history of the whole area. Because that's pretty cool. And, I'm not going to lie. And settle a, settle a bet on something I've been thinking about for a while. I'm pretty sure. Because every time I've seen anybody Australian, men, women, they are good looking people. I'm pretty sure it works like Sparta, where if you're born ugly, they throw you into a pit, right? And they have an amazing accent. Yeah, they do. Way better than my dumb voice. Because it's like, you look at Australians, you never see like... Just a butt-ass, ugly Australian people. It's weird. 
You know, <laughs> even their ugly people are better looking than us. I don't get it. Well, everything's better looking than you. That's true. I'm a good looking fellow, though, if you ask my wife. I bet Lies. there are ugly I, people. They just don't photograph them. I don't think so. I don't think they do. So, crazy little side story. I'm on a virtual tour of this prison right now. Really? Yeah, dude. I'm on, uh, what is it? OldMelbourneGold.com.au, and I'm actually taking a virtual tour. Sweet. Yeah. So, let's get into this sucker. Random plug for them, but... Oh, but, yep. but before we do, we got some business to take care yeah, of. Yeah, we do. So, if you're looking in, to be in the market for a pair of headphones or earbuds, check out... Uh, I still haven't gotten mine yet, folks. I'm you sorry. suck. It's okay. Go buy them, you <laughs> loser. I buy plastic miniatures, which we'll talk about that later. Yeah, so if you're uh, like Seth in the market... <laughs> not, the mar- not a loser in the market to buy headphones. Been in the market to actually That's... buy headphones for three, four, five, six weeks. Yeah. Go uh, go to www.sudio, S-U-D-I-O, or we said, I will say, as Seth says it, S-U-D-I-O. <laughs> I don't spell studio. I no, Because no. I have the time I'd, I would spell a different way. Oh, fine. The wrong way. Fine. And uh, if you put in our promo code Dark Windows at checkout, you get fifteen percent off. Because we love you. That is a pretty good discount. But you could also get a discount if you go uh, to a different place as well. I bet you Seth's gonna tell us all about all about. about Since it. we're talking about Australia, tell us about it. <laughs> I don't really don't. I don't think that they do that though. That's the thing. Yeah. So because I don't buy it sweet headphones i decided to buy little plastic miniatures and work on those crazy things if you're into the same kind of thing like i am like painting miniatures and doing all that fun hobby stuff and you're like me and you have big old dumb ape hands or as you like got like to call it my orangutan feet thanks you do uh you can head over to game envy creations and their site is gamemv.net and you can take a look at those sweet little hobby holder and if you're wondering what the hobby holder is, it's a cool little handle and base uh, little tool that you can uh, attach your miniature to and you can do some sweet, sweet paintings. And it's great because it works for all different hand sizes. It works for all different types of like miniatures because it is a non-inclusive type of thing. It literally works with everything and it's a fantastic thing. And if you head over to check out because you like what you see and you want to pick one up for yourself, you can use the promo code Broadstone. That's, I'm not going to do the face. I'm going to spell it normally this time. B-R-O-A-D-S-T-O-N-E. That, that looked painful. Yeah, it was I like decided hold, to bring it, it back. Like I had back to. a sneeze. I, I, I decided to bring it back. Yeah, so use Broadstone at the checkout and you'll save yourself $2 off each. Each hobby holder, not the holder, each. By the way, I just so, found the most Australian here, here thing folks. ever. What's that? Get dollars off each. Kevin's pretending that the selfie stick that we use for our videos is a microphone because he's an asshole and forgets he has one in front of him. But check that out. That's a combat wombat. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Your, your brother sent me a picture of a, a kangaroo with boxing gloves on, on Facebook, and I'm like, no, 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 combat wombat is way fucking cooler. Nice. Nice. So anyway, Sweet. so this jail is located in Melbourne, Australia, which is Melbourne. in the, the southeastern corner of Australia, which as far as I can tell, it 
from like looking at everything I know about Australia, it's like Queensland and New South Wales are the like the two more populated counties. And then like counties? Western Australia has one city in it. <laughs> is it is it counties? Uh, counties are ter- they're calling them territories, but it's the same difference essentially. Because Australia is the only country that's a country, an island, and a continent all by itself. So, it's on Russell Street in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Mm. That is cool. I decided yeah. to do a quick Google search and look it up where it is. This this facility is massive. It is a large facility. Before of us was at the wow. Melbourne uh, jail. Um, it was just kind of a, just a, it was a jail, but it was just really, really small. Um, and it didn't really grow for quite a while to become anything because there wasn't really that population in Melbourne. But um, the first uh, of anything that ever happened there was back in uh, the 20th of January, 1842, when um, the... This gentleman who was a protectorate of the aboriginals um, by the name of uh, George Augustus Robinson. Great fucking name, by the way. (laughs) George Augustus Gloop. Yes. (laughs) His his son was tragically killed in the candy factory. Augustus, Augustus. He wasn't wasn't killed. He just uh, got stuck in a tube and then shot like a gun and then came out as... Yeah, but what they don't tell you is that the other end of that tube is a brick wall, and he just he splattered like a grape. Ooh, ouch! Poor little guy. I know. That's why. Hey, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You mess around in Willy Wonka's thing, and they just smoke you right there. Yeah. Throw you in the walls. I'm seeing a bunch of rhymes. So yeah, yeah. George had an idea of bringing over. He brought over five Tasmanian, uh, Palawa. A what now? Palawa. Yes, I pronounced that right. Palawa people. P-A-L-A-W-A. Okay, I was like, are Palawas like uh, different kind of frogs or something? No. Oh, not Palawag. And it sounded like it, and I was like, no. What the hell is this? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Palawa people. Um, they He brought them over to try to subdue the, um, the Victorian uh, Kuri people. Who were kind of rising up because they didn't like like what was happening. Well, that kind of backfired on them because three of them joined the the frontier wars, seeking violence against the district of Port Phillip, and two of them um, of them turned out to have murdered two whalers. Um, those guy, people's guys' names were. Turner Minor Weight and Mall Boy Heener. Those are some names, man. Yeah, they call they had some short names for them, like George and and Henry or Jake and John. Or Europeanized something. names, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like uh, this is easier for me to say. Yeah, uh, you're Scott now. <laughs> <laughs> you're Tony. I'm, Jenkins. I'm, I'm the king of my people. Eh, you're Phil. We're gonna call you that instead because I don't know how to say what you're talking about. Uh, their punishment punishment was selected by Judge John Walpole Mills. Everybody has like this all fucking fancy ass names. Well, I mean they're they're British, you know, so they're 
yeah. powdered wigs and fancy names and whatnot. Well, wasn't it a British colony at first or something like that? Uh, it, it, was it was a, a British prison colony. prison colony. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. So that makes sense why it's kind of, I don't know, those names are there, I guess. When, when was this place built, dude? The, or are we, like oh, the... Get to it. Oh, okay, okay. Get to it. Um, it was, I mean, it was kind of already built, so like it was probably yeah, 1839, somewhere like that. There was a structure there. Oh, okay. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't really built further out until a little bit later, but we'll get to that point. Um, the so he selected their punishment, and their punishment was designed to be a deterrent, a, a deterrent against similar transgressions by the local Kuri uh, peoples. So basically, he said, "We're going to make an example of these guys." And we're going to hang them to try to stop it. Well, it didn't because... <laughs> hanging somebody usually is a good deterrent to be like, <laughs> hey, we're not going to mess around. Why? Because you see that guy hanging over there? That means they will hang you for doing something stupid. And you, you know what usually stops them? Short ropes. True. And sudden stops. <laughs> sudden I was going to say rickety floorboards. Yikes. That was dumb. I'm sorry. Well... It did well, just like just like here in the United States, where we used to do public hangings, it didn't stop them because no. just made f- people figure out new ways how to get around it. Yeah, I, I have an opinion on public executions, but we'll get back into that at a different time. So, well, five of the first nine executions in Victoria turned out to be um, aborig- Aboriginal peoples were were the first five to be hung, which is kind of any reason why, or they were just like, nope, we don't uh, like these guys. No, just because you know because. They're troublemakers or whatever. Yeah, because they could have you know killed like these guys killed two whalers. Okay, because it was like um, I wasn't sure if it was like a racist thing where they're like, oh well, you know, for whatever reason these guys were we're going to use them as uh, could have been, could have examples. Yeah, it could have been like six of one, half a dozen of the other, where they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, or they were actually criminals. You know, it's, yeah, it could have been, but I, I didn't really find anything that said definitively mm-hmm. if it was. I mean. In the case of two of the three of the five, it was because they killed people. I mean, gotcha. You, know, you kill two whalers. I mean, that's yeah. you know, that's that's murder. It's crime. So you're gonna take that line drop and sudden stop. You know, uh, the jail's first um, cells were opened in 1845. Um, overcrowding of the of the jail became. A problem due to the fact the gold was discovered in 1851. So, like anywhere else, you know, you have a big boom. There's the an influx of a huge population coming in. Yep. So everybody uh, wants to get some of that sweet, sweet, delicious gold. Exactly. The population went from 23,000 to roughly 90,000. Wow, that's a huge Holy jump. Holy crap! That is a big that's jump. A triple, uh, more than tripling in population. That's, yes, yeah. that's a lot of people. And how long? Uh, 1951, it was discovered. 1851, it was discovered. Hopefully, I didn't say 1951. You might have, but that's okay. I meant to say 18. Yeah. Because of this, a second um, cell block was was completed in 1859. The new cell block was much better than the first one. Because the first one, you know, there was pretty much small cells. You had a lot of people in the cells. Um, this one brought good ventilation, clean water, a food hoist, 
adequate exercise yards, steam for bathhouses, wash houses, and the kitchen. Jesus. Yeah. That's that's pretty good for the time. Yeah, I mean, it's... All that. Well, it's better than just being a concrete, like, cell where there's nothing in there. Like, oh, you want a shower? Guess what? Okay. There's a lake. Yeah, pretty we'll much. We'll watch you with guns, and if you even move, we'll just shoot yeah. the crap out of you. By 1864, another cell block was um, being dis- was was completed, and it was identical to the second cell block. And the reason for the building of this block was to uh, to house female inmates. Because, okay, because at the time um, they were being housed with men. Yeah. And they were tried to be separate them, but yeah, that usually doesn't yeah. work out. Trying to you know, no, because there's always something going to go. Yeah, yeah, that that probably didn't. Because it's, I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of like uh, like all these reality TV shows. It's like you put people of the opposite sex in the same building, and after long enough, they're going to screw. Well, <laughs> not not last, even last that. you want is that in prison, mm-hmm. you know. Not only that, there's also <laughs> you got to realize a lot of the. Uh, Screaming disparaging comments and doing this. That too, yeah. Absolutely. Like, there's a little subtle of everything going on rather than just the humpy times. It's there's violence. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I, I, I think that also the third cell block, not only did it house women, it housed children as well. I did read something about that with the because, kids. Really? But the, not not yeah. all children were there because they were... Um. Bad. Yeah, they're just. They know. were there because they had no place to go. Right. Their mother was there, and so, they're probably young enough to keep them with the mom. Well, no, not only that. It was because um, they were just abandoned children. I mean, it was kind of like a uh, orphanage. Sucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we're housing the worst, most notorious criminals of Australia f- yep. for the time of both sexes. Of both sexes, and then you're. Housing children that have nowhere else to go and using it as an orphanage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, dude, imagine the energy there and what those, like, like, those kids must have seen, been a part of, must have heard. Like, they're right. just trying to, like, get a good foothold on life. And it's like, nope. Here you go now. Try again. You see that guy over there? Oh, yeah. He killed a bunch of people. Oh, you see that guy over there? He killed a bunch of people. You see that woman over there? She killed a bunch of people. I, I just want to find a family because I don't yeah. have anybody. Yeah. See, see that guy I'm going to talk about in a little bit. He killed his wife and four kids. So enjoy yeah. sitting next to him at lunch. You know. He's... Yeah. I can't imagine that. Like growing up or just being in that. Like Mm-mm. an innocent child just growing up yep. in an area that is just heavy with violence, anger, and just disdain for everything. And not because you're a bad person, but because you have no one, nobody that cares about you. So I'm like, just surprised put them in that- there. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't have like another facility just for the kids, like or another wing that was meant just for the like the kids, where there was only way to be there is if you were working for the system, yeah. not. But I mean, the- there was there was and I mean, there was major construction still going on, um, but before I get to that, oh, so that let's just, continue, just want to jump back a little bit. So the third cell block was basically was just for women, and the staff. Of the third block was made up of of mostly women. They were the the guards and everything. Yeah, so, which is which is, I guess, pretty well unheard of for the time. Yeah, because if it was all men, 
most of the times. I think in the U.S. it was most of the time with those kind of even the women's prisons or mm-hmm. the uh, even just jails in general that would house women. It was mostly men. Yeah. Yep. Which well, that's you know, pretty progressive. And this, I mean, this kind of leads to the the point of you know it being haunted. I mean, with with the mix of all that, I mean. Yeah, that much bad stuff happening in one area. There yeah, has to be. There has to be. Oh, there's a ton of activity. Neg- ton of negative energy. Exactly. There. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, now the major construction uh, didn't really continue. Didn't really stop until 1870. So, which kind of which allowed for the separation of, you know, the sexes mm. and possibly the children as well, to get them out of, you know, harm's way. Um, now, uh, oh, um, shit. Lose your place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So some, so some of the kids were there because they were refugees, but some were there because of offenses as such as theft. Now I did find like, what was it? The youngest kid ever was like four years old that was in there. Jeez. Ah, I was like, and then there was one that was in there for like 13, 14 for theft. I was like, holy shit. One of those probably tried to scare him straight. Like, oh, you want to be a, yeah. be a Big bad, bad guy? Big bad man, yeah. 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 Um, in 1909, uh, the original part of the, of the jail was opened up as the city watch house, um, which was used... Uh, as a charging and uh, custodial facility for the police, and it was used until 1994. So when... essentially, they turned it into a police department, kind of. It seems like, uh, sort of, kind, sort of, kinda. It was kind of like our, uh, our jail. Okay. Where you know here in Rutland, yeah. because it's, it, which is, it's not long term. Oh, okay. So, it's kind of like so a it's, short term. It's jail, not prison. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that because makes sense what of. we're, I mean, when they say jail, when I say old Melbourne jail, well, really, it this a, jail is really a prison. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it stayed open from the 1800s all the way to 94, 1994. Yeah, 1909 to 1994, and it was closed during this time. Um, so the watch house was used until 1904, 1994 when it was closed. During the time it was open, it was used for short-term lockup of those charged with criminal fe- offense, arrested on a warrant, and those arrested for being drunk in public. So basically like, you know, what a jail would be, it, not it was, a prison. It was, yeah, it was, it was basically a holding area before you're charged yeah. and go to trial and all that stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. a jail instead of a, yeah. The Watch House did see a, a good amount of of high-profile criminals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, one of them was Squizzy Taylor and his henchman, uh, Angus Murray. How, how do you become a henchman, just out of curiosity? Easy. Just like, hey, can I get you to do help me out with something? You I'll gotta, pay a good amount of money. All you got to do is just be there and, you know, just be muscle. Just, yeah. yeah. You got to wear a T-shirt that says henchman on it, just like in the old Batman cartoons. That could work. I think it helps. But I think also having somebody that is the brains, the money, and all that kind of operation, you'd be all set. Like, technically, yeah. you guys are my henchmen because I just, I run everything. <laughs> I, I'm not muscly enough to be a henchman. Hmm. Doesn't matter. You're going to still be my henchman. I'm more, say yes. You know, 
I'd like to think of myself more of a goon than a henchman. Goon, a goon is lower level than a henchman. Yeah, you don't get benefits. No, no, I, I don't get dental. I don't get vision. I pay for yeah. all that shit out of pocket. Yeah, see, <laughs> and I'm trying to give you a henchman level. I'm, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. You know, in the uh, the goons, the goon society, goon squad. No, all right. I Moving. didn't. I didn't want to go there. Whatever. That's, that that seemed stereotypical. And I, w- I want to be in the goon society. We're we're a growing group of people. Now. You can stop now. It's okay. No, I can't. I can't. I got diarrhea mouth. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so it also housed a uh, police a uh, police murderer and escapee uh, Ronald Ryan. And now it's also said uh, Raymond Bennett and Leslie Kane. I think they were all escapees or murderers of police which you know that's pretty rough yeah not a smart move no no well yeah I mean it'll get you high numbers in the prison but you know not uh, otherwise right uh but the goal was the jail was you know closed in 1924 and was not decommissioned until 1929 uh, it was, however, reopened in 1942 because of the war. So this would have been like a POW camp almost? Sort of, but not really. Okay. Um, the jail reopens as a detention center for soldiers who went... Now, I'm going to... They, they used a different term than what I think of it as. I said it was... I called it... Uh, I'm calling it MIA which we all know is missing in action or they, they just basically left. Well, they deserved it. They went AWOL. AWOL. Yes. I'm sorry. I should say a yes. AWOL. Uh, but, or as they called it absent without leave. They're so fucking prim and proper. That's what AWOL means though. So (laughs) yes, but they didn't call it AWOL. They called it, you know, absent without leave. Well, maybe they just did. Maybe they don't have the uh, the acronyms. They just have what it technically is because they see it how it is. Yeah. Te- well, exactly. no, I'm yeah. like, it's straightforward. So that way, when you put it on paperwork, everyone knows. Okay, absent without leave. There you go. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Let's Where see if here. you put a wall, you're gonna get that one person who's gonna be like, he's a man, Jenkins, not a wall. Jenkins, what does a wall mean? Ooh. He's flipping through his binder. Uh, Hold on, I got this acronym book. It means absent while on lunch. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> asshole with only Legos. A that one doesn't even make sense. Yeah, so when you leave it on the floor. A W O. This is like you know. Well, okay, so we don't want to abbreviate this, so we're gonna spell it all out. And our paperwork's gonna be instead of like two pages, is gonna be like six. Yeah, yeah, because we're gonna write everything out. Hey, man, you gotta be thorough sometimes. That's true. That's true. Especially when it comes to prison and when you're putting people behind bars, it's best to be thorough than be like. What's he in here for? I got bored. He just, he, <laughs> he looked at me funny and then he tried to take my sandwich. What kind of sandwich was Vegemite? it? Vegemite. Oh, no, it's peanut butter. I don't, I don't eat that crap. Have you ever had it? I want to try no it. No offense. It's awful. I've tried it. It's terrible. I want to try Vegemite. Oh. That'd be awesome. If we have any Australian listeners, send it in. Mm. I'll try it on. No. While we're recording. I'm not going to like could, on camera. I'm like, wait, there's no camera. You can here. send us Tim Tams though. What? Oh, Australian like like uh, wafer things. Oh my god, they're good. Look at this fat kid. Oh. Getting a fat chubby. A little bit. Food boner. 
Hey, uh, <laughs> don't lie to me. All three of us have experienced that before. Metro food sexual. You've had food so good that you're just like, hmm. I'm hard now. <laughs> Weirdo. Adult language. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, besides being absent without leave, some were also held there because they were drunk while on leave. They were drunk in public. Wait, but if they're drunk on leave, why is that an issue? If they're on we, leave, they should be able to... Because you can't be drunk while in public. Probably what it is... It could be if they're drunk while on leave, that's fine. But if you're still being a nuisance, oh yeah, so like you get to yeah. the point where you're really drunk and then you start a bar fight so you're, or you're harassing somebody or you just you're not putting you know showing off the military or whatever you're representing in the best of light. Yeah, all right, arrest him, let him sober up. Then mm-hmm. if he, depending on what the charge is or what he they did, then you could charge him because this happened before with regular military. It still happens where you get on leave, you're going crazy, you cut loose. You're drinking a bunch of beers. You're having fun, and all of a sudden, you into a bar fight. So drunken idiocy, pretty much. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, I guarantee. Like that's what I'm at least gleaming from this knowledge. Okay, that makes sense. Then. Now, in addition to these minor crimes, I'm going to call them. Yeah, because they kind of are. I mean, in, in one comparison, you just, yeah. one you just kind of don't want to be a part of it, and the other one you're out having a fucking fun time. And you, you lost your head. Yeah, you had yeah, a few too many. Yeah. It happens. It happens to everybody. Well, in addition to that, there were a couple other people that, well, they deserved their asses to be in there. Yeah. One of them was an Italian scapee by the name of Lieutenant uh, Edgardo the Fox <laughs> Simone. I love nicknames like that. The Fox. Because you know that he was just like, they're like, why did they call you the Fox? I don't know. Because he's sneaky. He swipes. Yeah. Ew. What? Swiper Dora nose. the Explorer. Swiper nose. Ah. Swiper. No, man, I bet he was, probably did some shysty things, some sneaky, sneaky things. You know, either that. Or, or he had red hair. I was. That's what I was thinking. He was like maybe a redhead and he had like a long, thin nose, like kind of looked like a fox. So it was like an insulting nickname kind of thing. Like when you call a big fat guy tiny. I'm like, wait a minute. You Little jump John to the gun it. that he's a he's a ginger. I'm, he I'm, said it. <laughs> I'm allowed to say it. Well, hey, see, there, racist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I we that, can't I call. Don't, we, I don't think that means what you think it means. We can't call him prejudice. Gin- no, we can't call him gingers. We have to call him redheaded Americans oh, because it, this is the only country where calling somebody a ginger is actually like considered an insult. Because apparently Scotland, it's just like no, they're ginger. It's a normal thing, you know. But everybody here takes it takes it the wrong way. Well, I take it the wrong way. way when you like try to blend me into a cedar wall. But in all fairness, your hair is about the same color. It really is. It's a it's a wonderful, beautiful shade of red. <sighs> and then another one was a German sea captain by the name of Theodore Demeters, who sank the HMAS Sydney in 1941. Hmm. Uh, another one held there was a U.S. soldier. He was being held in the jail while waiting um, trial. Yeah, trial um, from across the road from the U.S. Um, embassy. Okay. His name was Eddie. Uh, the Fox. <laughs> no, Eddie uh, Leonsky. Oh. Who was 
um, charged with strangling three Melbourne women in 1942. What a dick. Mm, yeah. Guess what happened to him? Uh, I'm guessing they gave him a new necktie. I No. No? I bet you he was shot. Well, I'm so. pretty sure. Yeah, that's what U.S. military do. They fucking shoot your ass. We are pretty good at it. Yeah, firing squad. Doom. Done. Oh, by the way, that's... Wait, is that how he died, or are you just making a guess on it? Just guessing. Oh. I was like, uh... I'm kind of confused right now. Am I supposed to be guessing this game, or am I supposed to be just listening? <laughs> how was he executed? Uh, we locked him in a cage with five wombats high on crystal meth. Mm. There was nothing left. It's like, hmm. That's uh, that's creative. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, you still. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> Seth wanted to know. How, I, was, I, I was just while you guys were talking, I was like, oh, hey, I might as well look it up. Okay, so he, he so he he confessed to the the crimes. Uh, Leonsky confessed to the crimes. Um, he was convicted and sentenced to death at a general court martial in July 17th, 1942. Um, and MacArthur himself confirmed the sentence in October of 24 of yeah, 2014, <laughs> October 14th of well, damn. He was in jail for a while. Yeah. Can uh, get that extradition? <laughs> it doesn't say how he, uh, he was, uh, was executed. He, was he executed at the prison? No, nope. or... I'm sorry. He was. He was. He was hanged. Okay. I was hoping you were going to mess that up so we could have the conversation about being hung again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. So hanged. was he executed at the prison or not was at he... that prison? He was okay. executed at the uh, Pentridge prison. Uh, oh, okay. So he was transferred. Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, I, I didn't want to really get into it because, I mean, I'm like, well, you know, we're talking more about the prison. But, I mean, I just wanted to cover a little bit of those guys. Um, so, hardened criminals who have been – now, this is this is kind of where we – where you had, you had mentioned uh, you, before we came, started recording about you'd seen some stuff about a mask and everything else and all this good stuff and – uh, a covering. Yeah, yeah I, just, you were, you were, I think you were doing your. Uh, I just did a quick search because I figured out what I just was like. Oh, I want to get a little brief idea of what we're talking about, yeah. and pretty much didn't realize I was going to be talking about this right now. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to look up, do a Google <laughs> search, and finding that they had a mask that they put over the convicts' faces for. Yeah. I felt I I yeah I was like oh hey I'm gonna cover that I I found out stuff about that I was like oh cool Seth saw that that's pretty cool yeah I just did a, I was just wanted to Google and like I said I was on their actual main site and pretty interesting stuff man yeah uh so hardened criminals who have been com- uh, who had committed serious crimes of murder arson burglary rape and shooting were held in solitary confinement in single cells on the ground floor um the next level up had slightly larger cells where two or more prisoners were held. And these prisoners had to wear uh, calico hoods when outside their cells on a rule of silence was strictly enforced, uh, adding to their isolation. It's kind of got to suck. Well, yeah, but the, the masks and stuff were, they were, you're made to wear those when you're being moved around from like your cell to uh, like outside or to eat or whatever, because that way you don't know 
who the person is that you're walking past so you have no communication with that other person. Well, it was meant to break them. Well, it's it, kind of what it was. Two birds with one stone. Because that way, if you have two people in there that are part of the same organization, they can't communicate with each other. I mean... Well, well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. If you think about it, like you and I were arrested or whatever, I don't know what's going on with you, and we're both in solitary confinement. You wear a mask. The only way you're going to tell is if there's some sort of distinguishing marks on your hands right. or if they're able to wear T-shirts or something like that. But other than that, half the time, you won't even know who's there, and it will mentally break you down over time is yep. not having any form of communication. You really can't tell who's around you. You can't tell. You can't make any connections with anybody. Thus, if you can't make connections with anybody... You're left to your own devices, and if you do say anything, you probably lose that one hour of like sunshine and freedom. Yeah, yard time. But like th- this is this was essentially from like what I read. This was like a jail of nothing but solitary confinement with stuff like that. It's like you put your hood on before you leave your cell. You don't talk to anybody. If you talk to people, you probably got the crap whooped no. out of you with a stick. Well, that was just like I said. It was you just know? meant for to break them because that was what I'm guessing was part of their. Um, Part of their corporal punishment, because if you fucked up, you went into solitary confinement, and you were let out of your prison cell to go for exercise, to go get food. Or you weren't allowed to go get food, but just go basically for your exercise, or go to the doctor, or or, or whatever. You had to wear that, and you weren't allowed to talk to anybody. So, you know, that, that, that kind of are trying to break them. Now, Once, if you if you were good, would they allow you to take the hood off and then yeah. be able to be then be a part of the general population? Yes. Once you're oh, broke, cool. once you're broken, you know, <laughs> pretty much that's, what just that's yeah. Dark. Once, once they're broken, they were allowed to mix with other prisoners. Um, corporal punishment was conflicted for breaking the prison rules or regulations. So, having to wear that hood, yeah was inflicted or you got your ass beat or you know whatever yeah i'm sure these guys had like truncheons and stuff like that you know you start acting up you'd catch a oh real heavy they're not stick gonna, in the yeah. back of the knees and, they wouldn't talk to you in a stern voice they'd probably scream at you and tell you to stop but if you're still doing it whatever they're gonna definitely reach out and you know i, I bet you didn't touch get, you in a sense i bet you didn't get warned more than once by you know vocally to like shut up it was either okay shut up and if you didn't shut up you probably get dusted with a <laughs> with a bat you know Ooh. well and it's kind of Oh, yeah, I bet. Like, yeah, you just step out of line. And they're like, no, that's it. You're done. Yep. Like, it's, you had your chance. You had your freedom, but you decided to piss it away, and you're now in here, and guess what? You're not getting any of your freedoms. You're not getting the luxuries that most people do that are free. Well, I mean. If look, I have to take time out of my day to be here, guess what? You're not getting all the luxuries that I don't get yeah, while I'm working. It's it's not like prisons nowadays where they're like, you know, they they treat prisoners like human beings. Back then, it was like you were in here because you screwed up, and if you got out of line, we're gonna beat the hell out of you because we can. Yeah, you know that's what they pay us to do. They didn't pay us to be good people. They paid us to beat the shit out of you when you got out of you know. But that's where I mean a lot of people Skull thought that, that was you know yep. because a lot of the punishment took went too far. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean that's I mean that could be too. I mean, really beating the shit out of somebody so bad that you know. They can't walk. I mean, you know, if you've anybody's ever seen Shawshank with the guy that got his butt beat so bad that he was, well, never walk again, never, you know, had to drink out of a straw because he got his, you know, mouth busted. That probably happened. And then after they killed his pet mouse, he got really upset. 
Different movie. <laughs> I can feel your pain, boss. That was a oh, that no, was a good like, movie too, though. Yeah, it is, but you can also see it in like the law enforcement of the time too. Like for movie reference, gangs in New York, you got the law, yeah, the, yeah. the officers there that are no like a skull crackers. Yeah, you take one step out of line, you're getting like a, a stick across the head, and you're going down. Dude, this this was the Wild West. It was the same here as it was, you know, everywhere there because. The lawmen, the quote unquote lawmen, were usually just as dirty as the criminals they were going mm-hmm. after. I mean, look they just at got like paid uh, for it. exactly. Look at like, um, uh, for example, uh, Wyatt Earp, you know, old West lawman. Not the person everybody thinks he was. He he was kind of a shifty bastard, you know, and he did some unsavory things here and there. But he got yeah. the job done. Yeah, yeah. And training didn't really start. Bat Masterson, another one. Well, and like the training and how to like use your words in a sense and not go right to violence and all this other stuff didn't start happening until later on. Right. And, uh, like the what? The 1930s? Uh, I believe so. I, <laughs> and even then, we're still there's still issues of it now where yeah. like there's reports of like prisoners not getting uh what is it? Their certain rights are being waived and like pretty much being ignored and there's certain things that are happening that Prisoners are just like, well, what are we supposed to do? And right. you know, the rights are being pretty much ignored. Yeah, exactly. I, I know what you're talking about because some of it is like yeah, they get treated worse than animals. And, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're in there because you screwed up, but you're still people. Yeah. You know, I can imagine wearing a hood for like pretty much t- whenever. Like, imagine that if you're leaving your house, don't talk to anybody. You put your hood on. And if you even say one word, one thing out of line, you're getting smacked and you're dragged right back in. And yep. then, and then you don't how, eat that day, you know? Yeah. Or you don't get a shower or you're just literally stuck in a cell, a concrete cell or whatever the material was that they used. And you have your bed, not even a bathroom. Yeah. Because they didn't have, I guarantee they didn't have the plumbing then. Probably not. Not in each cell. So you're just waiting. Yeah. You probably had a, like a bucket or a pot or something to go in and yeah. Somebody collected it whenever. Hopefully a window. Yeah, right. Which, I mean, this is a, like... Excuse me. A, 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 a limestone or something like that. So, yeah. you know, oh, God. all that. No thanks, man. The screaming, I mean, you know, from getting your ass beat or you know, whatever. And the people who did mentally and break. all those things. They're going to go nuts and... Yeah. That just kind of resonates over time. Did you say it was stays in there? Did you say it was limestone? It was some yeah, some kind of stone. Okay, because like that, a, that just made me think of something. There's something I don't I don't really know. I can't remember. The, I saw it. I was like ah, uh, I saw like what it was made out of because th- this one and blue stone was it blue? Yeah, yeah, just the, which okay. I don't know what that is. I mean, I didn't really. I was like oh, like nobody really wants to know what the hell kind of stone this place is made well, out. Well, no, of. when you when you said limestone, it just made me think because there's um. For some reason, there's a higher, Whoa. higher uh, happening of paranormal stuff mm-hmm. where there's higher concentrations of limestone. Like it contains energy mm. or something better. I don't know. I mm-hmm. I so, could be talking out of my ass too. So quick little search on bluestone. The term bluestone in Britain is used in a loose sense to cover all of the foreign stones at Stonehenge. Really? Yeah. So it's a pretty much the same kind of stone that was at Stonehenge. Yeah. Hmm. I almost wonder if it's like uh Oh, that's crazy. That's weird. So it's like it's a a basalt stone. So it's almost like a like a granite kind of. Yeah. Huh. 
Well, okay. So what it says is it's a cultural or commercial name for a number of dimension of dimensions or building stone variants, including basalt, which was used in uh, uh, Victoria, England, which is or uh, Victoria, Australia. I'm sorry, which is this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, dolerites in Tasmania, basalt, um, and uh in Britain, which is Stonehenge, which Seth just mentioned. Hmm. Uh New Zealand. Feldspathic sandstone, which is in the United States and Canada. Limestone in the Shenandoah Valley. Um uh, so I mean it's it's kind of like all that stone where it's porous enough so that things just Yeah. This segment of the show has been brought to you by the U.S. Geological Conservatory. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Very interesting stuff. So that happened with their punishment. Now, the top floors is where uh, up to six prisoners were held in each cell. Damn. Yeah. And those were um, prisoners who were... Uh, committed for uh, had, who had committed minor crimes such as drunkenness, vagrants, oh, okay. prostitution, so they, or petty theft. They weren't like throwing you in there with like a homicidal axe killer or something. It was just probably some other drunk idiot that you were fighting with the night before. But you don't know. Yeah, you don't know true. what that guy is. That's true. You know, you're in a prison cell with six other guys. Yeah. Hmm. Or well, well, in in, in the women's side, it could be six women. You know, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think they'd throw one man in there with five, you know, five women because they'd be like, he'd be like, you know what, this ain't all bad. <laughs> no, I bet they kept him segregated. Oh, except then he's just like, or they, could where kept... do I pee? I yeah. don't like this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I mean, before you know, all this before their separation, think of the stuff that happened. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, it was a violent place with violent people in it, violent stuff happens. Yeah, from, you know, anything from... But I imagine if once you get trusted, they they give you more freedoms and be able to talk and be able to have, you know, the communal type of cells where you could actually be there and actually talk about with other people. So if you are in there for petty theft and you actually, you know, you did something stupid, you were dumb, but you admit it and you're just riding your time out, I guarantee that they would put you in those top cells to be like, ride your time up up here, don't be dumb, be smart, and... We'll let it slide for right now, but if you, as soon as you screw up, we're gonna drop. Keep we're gonna lower you down these uh, different levels until you, until you maybe have to be you know segregated yeah. from everybody. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you have that tier system, and you know the higher you go, the better you are. Right. You want to be on the top level. You don't want to be on the bottom. You know, having to do manual labor every ten minutes. Yeah. And wearing a hood out in the hot Australian heat. Yeah, they're they're leaving you somewhere where you're gonna you have a better. Fold laundry, cook. Clean. Yeah, you have a, you have a better chance of surviving well, in yeah. an environment like that instead and, of being like, oh hey, this guy's gonna try to shiv you with a lunch tray sixteen times well, before the they, end of the day. I mean, they, they also want the the less possibly the less violent pe- people up top because they don't want to have to climb up top to the top levels to get a murderer. Well, or, also think you know, think about it like this: they want to keep those murderers down below you, where you they have, can control you, them. Yeah, if you have a riot breakout. And it's the violent offenders. What's easier? Is it easier to fight uphill or easier to fight downhill? It's easier to fight downhill. And you have choke points in the staircases and you just 
beat the snot out of these guys as they're coming up and just be like, go home. You know, you don't have to, you're not running up the stairs at these yeah. guys. You're blocking it at the top. So as part of the, uh, the punishment of being in prison, the male prisoners had were expected to work in quarries um, on buildings and breaking rocks. While Which the women, just seems like the worst thing ever. They go out and break rocks. Chain gangs. This is no different than Oof. around here. You know, when we used to have it. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, around here, they just pick up trash on the highway and stuff, but... No, what I mean is, like, when, like, during this time frame with our prisons, it yeah, was the same true. type of thing. Yeah, but I'm just... Or building in, a railroad or... In general, that sounds like a terrible idea. It's like, here, yeah. here's a sledgehammer, go smash some rocks up. For what? Actually, I kind of told it. you to. I'd do it, man. I like hitting things with sledgehammers. <laughs> That's true. Or you go down south right now to, was it Louisiana? You know, they still have chain gangs down there. Um... The women, they were made to uh, sew, clean, and cook. Um, there was often the the prison was often overcrowded, and conditions just deteriorated from there. So as it does, yeah. I mean, the the deterioration of the uh, of of the of the prison made it so that okay, well, we have to you know we have to add on, we have to add this this section. Okay, now we have to add this section. So, they just hoped that they could, but, you know, growing population means, well, more credit. Yeah. Um, total number of executions at the prison was 135, and all done were, all of them were done by hanging. Now, some of them had masks made of them so they yeah. could be studied. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, and also because they were uh, just because of the notoriety that they had with them. Um, yeah. And one of them we're going to talk about right now. Oh, yeah. We are going to talk about potentially one of the most notorious criminals in Australian history. And that's saying something considering the first Europeans there were there because it was basically a prison colony. But we are going to talk about Ned Kelly. This guy was a bad dude like he <laughs> so uh ned kelly was born december it was was born in december in 1854 in victoria to irish parents he was the third of eight kids so he comes from a big family um of course back then you probably didn't have a lot of money going around so you're you know you're kind of living what we would consider like way below the poverty line at this point in time. You're eating by working. And if you're not working, you're not eating and you're barely getting food as it is. Right. And his father was, uh, his father actually died after, uh, after his uh, conviction, um, and served six months. Uh, he served, whew, his father was a convict and died six months after serving a term in prison. Uh, this left Ned as the eldest Kelly male at the age of 12. Did they say what his father got in trouble for? No, I, I don't if, know if it was like he was stealing I, or trying to do a job to pay you know, for the I, family or I would, he was just a distasteful character anyway. I would probably say it's a mix of both um, because it's just kind of how, how Ned turned out too. Um, the family was, was really, really poor. Uh, they felt downtrodden due to them, you know, 
feeling like they were being persecuted by the police because, you know, their dad was a criminal. So that means that the rest of the family must be criminals too. And they were always just being, they were always in trouble with the cops for, you know, whatever reasons. As a teenager, he became what they, what was referred to as a bush ranger, which I know sounds kind of fun, but um, they were, that was essentially like the Australian equivalent to um, like our wild west outlaws, like the, like the cowboys and stuff like that, where they were just, they were cattle wrestling. They were taking whatever they could and selling it, you know, um, so he, he served, he ran with a, a pretty, a pretty rugged crew. He, uh, he served two prison sentences, the longest of them being from 1871 to 1874, uh, wow. for receiving stolen property in the form of a horse. Hold on. How long was that? Uh, 1871 to 1874. Three so years. three years oh. for, for receiving a stolen horse. Receiving a stolen receiving horse? a stolen horse. Yeah, holy shit! Not stealing it himself. Having somebody go like, "Hey, hold on to this horse for me for a second. You yeah, know? but if he's like a constant, like a consistent offender, and they don't know who the other person was, and then like you know, right? They say like, "Oh, that horse brand's not yours. That's this person's." Well, he has a history of you know violence and history of you know being distasteful. Yep. See ya. Well, he probably. If he had stole a horse, they probably would have hung his ass. Well, either that or, or he was part of a, a ring where they were... I mean, he was part of a a band where they were selling stolen livestock, so it's like... so they, Yeah, so they probably figured, well, we'll put his ass away for three years. Maybe it'll smarten his ass up. It's and, like catching a drug dealer. It's like you catch one, you're trying to get to the top, but, you know, we'll take this guy too. Yeah. You know? Um. So after getting out of prison, he joined up with another gang of what they called Bush Larrikins. Which is like a group of yeah I know some of these names are like I don't even know if I pronounced that word correctly. Um, uh, it was a a group of like young dudes that were just you know again just out stealing livestock and uh-huh. whatever they could get their hands on to sell. Um, in eighteen seventy eight, and this is where he pretty much turns into Jesse James. <laughs> he go, he goes off the rails here. Uh, in eighteen seventy eight, Ned got into an altercation at his family home with a police officer. Uh, Kelly was indicted for attempted for attempted murder of the officer, and he fled into the bush, where he vowed revenge for his mother, who was arrested for her part in the incident at their home. So you took Mama, I'm coming to kill you. So after escaping, it, it gets a little murky uh, in between there and where we kind of pick back up. We do know that he linked back up with his brother Joe and two other men, uh, a man by the name of Joe Byrne and another one named Steve Hart. After they grouped up, they killed three police officers, which caused the government to, to declare them outlaws. Uh, Kelly, Kelly and his gang eluded the authorities for over two years, thanks to a network of sympathizers and supporters. Uh, this, like I said, it's it's Jesse James. You know, they yeah, were just yeah. like that's really kind of crazy that he had that many supporters yeah. and like people that would help him out. Him and like, how big was his crew again? Uh, a group of three, essentially. So three, we'll say four, just because there's always somebody yeah. that always helps he out and probably goes ahead. So there was enough people to help him out and everybody else out to be like, all right, come here. Okay, when you get here, go here. Now go here, go here. It's like smoking the bandit, dude. It's it is Wild West outlaws, just like it's it, it's cookie cutter, almost exactly like what we had here, but, where they're I just mean, like, it's almost it's all the times that, though. Yeah, it's almost that Robin Hood thing of, well, you're one of us, yeah, so if, we're gonna do whatever we can to protect you from the cops. Because yeah, he probably you, did the same thing. Yeah, but if yeah. you if you go f- far enough west, you know, I mean, just like here, you went further west or went to a different state, 
nobody's going to know who the fuck you are. Right. So they're not going to come looking for you or they are, they're not going to come, they're not going to find you. I mean, look at, I mean, Australia, you go, what, west? I, I'm, this is just me assuming and we know what that does. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of the big cities and everything are along the coast. On the east coast. East coast. And the middle's kind of like, uh, yeah. No, man. Dude, the middle is... Don't go there type of I, thing. I've Wide never, open expanse. I've never been to Australia, but I feel like the middle of it is exactly what Mad Max looks like. <laughs> it's just Even dirt though there was no cars back then. Shh. We don't know that. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> I am the Knight Rider. I know the toe cutter. I oh, guess what I'm doing today. Shit. But no, seriously, I think that uh, it probably worked out because it's one of those things if you know how it is, you start making connections with people and if they need help, you're there. And when you need your help at the worst, they're there for you. And it's like, if I eat wheat, if, you know, I need help, you got it and whatever else, the many hands make light work type of thing of absolutely let's come together. Let's make this work. We already know that one of us is going to get nailed for something stupid anyway. And we're just trying to survive when. You have the quote unquote big fat cats of the government that are have no problems, but we're here struggling to make ends meet. We yep. can't get a job and the jobs we can get, we're not getting paid anything, especially when everything is along the coast, like around the ports of where it comes in, where right. nothing expands out from there. So that's where you really need to work together and kind of as a, pretty much as a community to come together and, you know, make it work together. Exactly. So it was, again, it was just that thing of, you know, you're one of us. Yeah. You know, is that one tribalism of, of like one of us. Gobble, gobble, goo. <laughs> uh, so Ned, Ned and his, <laughs> Ned and his boys committed a series of crimes, including armed bank robberies in Yoroa and Gerald Deary, I think. Uh, they also killed a man by the name of Aaron Sherritt, who was a sympathizer turned police informant. To me, the the old saying of snitches get stitches sounds like it would apply in this situation. Except instead of beating him up, they killed him. Well, it depends on like if he there he was the reason why they had the police after him. And I, I would who imagine else, like he probably you know snitched on him. They got pinched. He was probably one of these guys where he was like, oh no, no I'll take you in, I'll take you in, and get all this information from him that he could, and then went to the authorities and was like, hey, this is where they're headed next. Yeah, this is what he he told me they robbed these banks. So that kind of guy where they were, you know, where in that type of life, that's the guy that gets, gets whacked because, you know, um, looking out for number one, exactly. try to get off his stuff. Yeah. All cloak and dagger. Yep. So at this point, uh, uh, Kelly wrote a manifesto where he denounced the government and the British empire in general. <laughs> he demanded justice for his family and the poor people in rural, uh, rural areas and threatened violence if his demands were not met. Let's just say they... So he was like an Australian Robin Hood. Yeah. He wanted his family taken care of and not being screwed over. And then he wanted the people that were having trouble to survive. Yep. Given some sort of help in whatever it may be. Exactly. Um, This is where it goes off the rails. Like literally uh, in 1880, Ned Kelly and his crew tried to derail a police train Wearing body armor made from so, uh, stolen plow mold boards. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, th- these dudes had homemade body armor. Um, no way. Yeah. the, the well, mold- well, or We're going to have to post a picture I'm, of this. I've got a few pictures I'm going to post yeah. up. Um, 
the the mold board is uh it's the main part of the plow like the main body of it wait why did australia have a plow oh like like farming plows oh okay good. yeah yeah like so oh, it's it's, it's it's the main the main part like the main body of the plow like the wide blades and all that uh, and they were they were the plows. Seriously, that, yeah, they were the plows <laughs> that, that you'd like hook up to horses and oxes and stuff, and you'd stand on them to get the weight there, and you'd just go in a straight line. Those aren't light. I'm like I've seen the pictures of it, this stuff. I'm telling you, I don't know exactly what it weighed, but by looking at it, I'm guessing bare bare minimum eighty five to one hundred pounds of freaking metal. That's a, a helmet, a chest piece, arms, and legs. And uh, and all I thought of. And keep in mind, they're wearing like leather coats underneath them and all this like regular clothing so they were probably and carrying a weapon that's boiling. loaded yeah and, and all i thought of when i saw this was holy shit house of a thousand devil's clothes. rejects devil's rejects uh rufus t rufus. firefly it's the i look i showed you the pictures of it it yep. is almost exactly the same and i'm like rob zombie you clever bastard did you take that because if you did that's a good job because it's yeah it's crazy so like I said, we're going to put some pictures up of it. Um, and of the three guys in the gang, uh, Ned was the only one to survive this encounter. Uh, he was wounded and captured by the police. Um, he was then obviously tried and convicted for his crimes and was sentenced to death by uh, hanging at the old Melbourne jail. How many times did he get hit? Did it say? Or? It, it didn't say. Uh, it said that he was wounded pretty badly. I think they said he got shot in the leg. So it was, oh, like, it was so a pretty like a pretty severe. I was just curious to know how this plow armor held up. You know, the pictures of it. There's a lot of dents in it. Like really? It, like it looks like because I mean, if it's thick enough, like back then they were probably using what 38s, something like that. Oh, well, 38s, 32s, 41, uh, 45-70. You know, but because th- that's what that's what he carried was a uh, was a, a 45-70 lever action rifle. That was his weapon of choice. Which all right, a, so we'll just use that as an example. Oh, th- that's a big boy gun. That yeah. would, that would have punched his ticket right through that thing, no problem. Um, wow. But, but it looked like if he had been hit with small caliber, like thirty eights and stuff like that. If you mix that metal, that bounced off that metal armor and like the leather coat underneath it, even if it did go through the metal, by the time it actually got to where it would have hit him, it would have lost so much uh, forward momentum and energy that. You know, if it had gone through, it might not have even broken the skin. Like it might have, he would have had Maybe bruises broke. and broken ribs. But yeah, um, but I'm guessing what happened is he got shot in the leg because the leg armor only came up to about it only covered pretty much your shins and a little bit of your thighs. So I'm guessing he probably maybe took one in the hip or high in the thigh or something like that because because that body armor was like an apron. It came down like covered like from like neck to crotch essentially on the front. Jesus, like. That's insane. How these and, and the the head is like it looks like um uh kind of like the original version of Iron Man from the movie. Where oh, it's okay. like a bucket with eye holes cut out of it. Pretty much just enough of an eye slit to hope for that no one has that kind of a precision exactly. shot. Exactly. It's like wow. It's like, these guys put some work in on these. Um but he was executed November uh November 11th, 1880 at the age of 25. So he was he was a He's young, a young man. lad. Yeah. Uh, it's reported that his last words before the trapdoor dropped from under his feet were, such is life. And it's like, that's really sad. <laughs> you know, it's... Well, you know, it's like, there's nothing, there's no way I'm getting out of this. No, and, and it could have been worse. And the thing is, it's like, 
yeah, he was a bad guy. Like he did some awful, awful, awful shit. But you still kind of have to sympathize with the guy because all he really wanted was, you know, he wanted his family to, you know, have what they needed. And and the community that he was a part of actually have some sort of, you know, yeah, something coming in to make it so they can survive. But I, I did want to. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put picture uh, hmm. the final picture up that was taken of Ned Kelly before he was uh, before he was executed. Because like I, I told you guys, I'm like this guy looks like he owns a free range, gluten free, like all natural bike tire factory or something. He if he lived if he was around today, he would be the mayor of Brooklyn tire factory. Yeah, hmm. yeah. He if he was alive today, he would be the mayor of Brooklyn, judging by the hair and the the beard. And you said that when uh, he died, they did a death mask of him. Yes, yeah. they did. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I, I'll yeah, put the pictures did. of that up too. Several, yeah, they did. They did death masks of several of in, several inmates. Yeah. Which is death mask is still is it's on display yep. because the the jail is now a museum. That's cool. Yeah, and the death mask basically what that was is it was. Um, Essentially, like a plaster cast that they did yeah. of him after he died. Yeah, they did. They've done that for a few presidents and yep. for a few other like uh, famous people of the time. And and I mean, interesting way to like keep those memories and be able to do that for exactly. history and all this other stuff. And I mean, death masks were not a new thing even back then because like the ancient Egyptians had them too. But like to think that they were still doing that in the late 1800s, just to be like. Well, I mean, th- this is the same time where they were taking people's heads off and putting them in formaldehyde so they could study their brain. Because mm. obviously, if they were crazy, they had to the, their brain had to be physically different. Like you'd mm. open it up and it's like mm. orange or something. You know? Yeah. But, well, I mean, I, I do have a, a I'll, I'll get to. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait till you because I know you have one more guy. Right. So I'll, I'll wait till I'll tell about what I'm going to talk about till after you uh, after you get done. So on the uh, on the other side of the coin. When it comes to notorious criminals in there where you have one guy that's, you know, almost justifiable in what he did. Then you've got this piece of work here. Uh, Frederick Bailey Deeming. Um, there's, I'm sure if there's any like super, super hardcore true crime fans out there, this name might jump out at you for a, a reason. We'll get into that later, though. Really? Yeah. Because I didn't tell you about this guy, but... Uh, Frederick, uh, Frederick Bailey Deeming was born in, Ooh, this one's a doozy Ashby de la Zoch, Leicester, uh, I'm sorry, Leicestershire, England, July 30th of 1853. Uh, he ran away from home at the age of 16 and took to the sea. Is it Leicester or, uh, Leicestershire, like oh. the county of Leicestershire. Yeah. Oh, okay. So at the age of 16, he took off and went to the sea, basically. Uh, this is when he started a, a career of... Pirate. No, 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 no. He just Shit. He basically was kind of like a, a dock worker and... Wow. I thought uh, he was a pirate. Working on like, as a, like, on, like, a merchant ship, so he was out on the water. So this is when he starts getting to, like... He gets into some really awful stuff here. Um, but his, his career of crime started by obtaining money under false pretenses. So, you know, like, hey, I'll do something for you, but you got to pay me first and then just not doing it. Just, you know, that's how it always starts. Yeah. Dickery of, of that magnitude in uh, in July of 1891. He was responsible for the death of his first wife, Marie, and their four children in uh, Rainhill, England. Uh, after settling after settling into a hotel in the village of Rainhill, uh, 
under the name of Albert Williams, a mysterious woman who was most likely his wife, Marie, um, appeared at the hotel, but he basically told people there that, that Sarah's like, Oh no, she's, she's my sister. She's just visiting. And these are her kids, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then after that, she left for, uh, for port said, I'm not sure where that is though. Um, so after that, uh, Deeming took a lease on Denham Villa, which is a house in Rainhill, supposedly on behalf of a military friend uh, by the name of, quote, Colonel Brooks. However, Deeming himself took up residence in Denham Villa while a woman and several children seen at the house were again dismissed as merely his sister and her children who are visiting and had since returned home shortly afterwards. Uh, Deeming complained of the that the drains were defective and the kitchen floor needed to be replaced. He closely supervised the work on the floor. Wonder why. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, well in Rainhill, uh, Deeming began to uh, see a young lady by the name of Emily Lydia Mather, who was the daughter of a widowed, a widowed local shopkeeper. Um, Mather and Deeming, who was still going by Albert Williams at this time, were married in September on uh, September 22nd of 1891. So, uh, less than two months after he killed his wife and four children, he remarried. So, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, nice guy, huh? Huh. So, in November of 1891, they took, uh, he took Mather to Australia in a German, uh, in a German steamship, steamship, the Kaiser Wilhelm II. Interesting so, name. Yeah, right? Makes kind sense. of wordy, but... <laughs> Uh, the arrival in Melbourne on December 15th. I'm sorry. They arrived in Melbourne on December 15th of 1891. Uh, Deeming rented a house in Andrew Street, Windsor, which is a, like a little like suburb kind mm-hmm. of of Melbourne. Um, and on Christmas Eve and uh, or Christmas Eve into early Christmas Day of 1891, he killed Mather and buried her under the hearthstone in one of the bedrooms. Why? He was a. Was he just mentally defective, or was he just... He... Uh, he just got sick of her. Nah, I don't think it was even that. I think it was just he had the he had a taste for killing people. Mike, you killed your wife and kids, mm-hmm. and then you get remarried, then you go for a little while, and you move to a whole other country. Yep. And for all intents and purposes, probably things were pretty good, maybe a little rough, but then all of a sudden, now you do it again, and... That's baffling to me. Yeah, I, I think it's that. Um, like, was it that bad or like, I don't know. No, I think it's that mindset of just like, oh, I'm going to get this person to trust me and then I get to kill him. So he was just. So uh, after this whole thing happened, he paid a month's rent in advance, uh, giving the name Mr. Droon, uh and then let just disappeared. Just, yeah, he just disappeared, like vanished immediately. Uh, the owner uh, nearby. Uh, John Stanford had been happy to rent to the man because he seemed like a he seemed like a good respectable guy you know uh, he didn't even get his first name he just knew him as Mr. Droon it's like Mr. Feeney yep no one Aww. knows Mr. Feeney's first name <laughs> so on March 3rd 1892 a prospective tenant on the Windsor in the house in Windsor complained of a quote disagreeable smell in the second bedroom. Rightfully so. Yeah. The the owner and estate agent later raised the hearthstone to investigate uh, where the smell was coming from. And they, quote, found themselves barely able to breathe. The police were called and Mather's body was found. Uh, 
How heavy was the Hearthstone? Do they say, or is um, it? They don't say, but Hearthstones are usually pretty, pretty hefty, yeah, right? Pretty big, like square, thick stone. Either this dude must have had help, or he was super strong. Because in order to, oh, am I stepping on toes? Nope. Oh, okay. Because nope. I'm like, I don't understand how if he did it himself, how he could have moved it, put her body in there, and then moved it back, did all this extra work by himself. You want to talk about extra work? After he moved the hearthstone back over it, he sealed the entire thing with cement. Like what? Like the seams? He yeah. sealed the seams no, of it with yeah, cement. No, I get that. It's just that's a. I think maybe trying to help cover up the smell because that's where well, your, yeah, your venting would be. But that doesn't work. No, the face that I'm giving you is more of confusion of how one man could have done this all by himself. Because yeah. you just read that it like the owner and someone else moved the hearthstone. Mm-hmm. This huh. there 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 is potentially more to this guy than than we're getting into so far. Yeah, there's more shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I guess it just all depends on how big of a hearth. I mean, because it could, if he had a pry bar, he could have done it by himself. Yeah, and I mean, just the picture I saw of him, he seemed he looked like a pretty solid dude. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, he, okay. He had one. He, all you see is a picture of his face, but he's got a big, wide head, which makes me think he's probably a fairly good sized guy. Yeah. Um. Where did you say this was? Oh, this is in Melbourne. No, 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 no. The Hearthstone. It's on the second floor bedroom, just just through the door. So you can easily get her upstairs, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, or, get or her she drunk. was already up there. Yeah, or get her drunk and this, that, and anything. Like it's getting someone into a place. It's just moving the Hearthstone is yeah. kind of because it's like it's it's a giant I, friggin' stone. Yeah, I'm imagining it's a hefty piece of. You know. huh. So a uh, an autopsy conducted on March fourth. Uh, found that although her skull had been fractured by several blows, the most likely cause of death is that they found her throat cut. So publicity surrounding the gruesome finding of Mather's body was uh, was massive. Like it was, this was a big thing uh, during the time. Uh, within a few days, a newspaper um, called the Age, which was uh, connected to a newspaper in London that was covering the Whitechapel murders. They kind of started trying to piece things together. Work together. Yeah. Um, so from the, from the beginning, a suspicion of an, of insanity is almost, is almost suggested. And a tinge of the Whitechapel murders is hinted. The body hacked and mangled the cool manner of which the cementing was carried out. The taking, uh, the taking of a house, the, Oh, this is a quote. I'm sorry. Uh, the laborious uh, obliteration of all oh, the laborious obliteration of all the traces of crime, all these things suggest the malevolence and craft which can scarcely accompany the sane murderer, no matter how callous or brutal. So they did find some other stuff. Um, they found clues from the vacant Andrew Street house and from information provided by local tradespeople, including Stanford and his agent. Uh, a local laundryist, an ironmonger, which I'm not sure what the fuck that is. Ironmonger could be someone that's like a steel worker. Okay, because I automatically... At least that's what I'm assuming. I automatically thought fishmonger, like those guys that throw fish back and forth to each other, except these guys are just throwing chunks of iron at each other. No, nah, I think it's someone that... Uh, <laughs> Wrapping it, it in newspaper. God, can you imagine that? <laughs> hey, guess what? Power. Oh, God. Yeah, it's an iron market. You got to walk, you know, be careful. You don't get your head caved in walking through it. No, I imagine it's someone that does metalworking. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Like they a, uh, make either like, like a smelter almost. Yeah, yeah. And they make either uh, I don't want to use a word, but designer like utensils or things like that, right? Or lanterns. 
fixtures, like yeah, uh, hinges that, and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. You're good. Dude, I watch blacksmithing shows yeah. all the time. You could, you nailed it right yeah. on the fucking head. It's it's a retailer in iron goods and hardware. And my screen is black because so, I did not turn it off. So this gets into how he maybe moved the hearthstone. So the Ironmonger sold him the cement and several carriers, which I'm thinking maybe are like uh, like maybe like a hoist or something. Yeah. So you could, you know. Or a dolly system like yeah. a, uh, the wheels and lift it up. Yeah. So you could like pry it up and get something underneath it and then start to kind of like jack the thing up almost yeah, that like actually, a pulley yeah. and then slide her in, drop it back down. Um, well, I mean, it's probably like, I'm going to guess probably. I would say probably like a four, four foot, foot square. Four foot square. So yeah. it's probably like, you know, like, like, yeah, I mean, that that's probably, because if it's like a, a hearthstone for a fireplace, that would probably take two people. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's it's not a light piece of stone and that's no. heavy grade because you got to realize that's holding the heat. It's also got a, it's the key point of the fireplace mm-hmm. where everything's built on or like a part of. But this this one was just inside the bedroom door, so it might have been smaller. Okay, yeah, it could have been know? just heating for that one small room. But still, not like it had, the, to, had to be at least hundred pounds, I would assume. Oh, yeah, if not more, definitely. Um, yeah. So many of the people that they talked to about this guy said that uh, they all agreed that he treated his wife in a loving and considerate manner. So he just seemed like a normal guy. Um, Weird. Where have we heard that kind of description mm, before for someone that's a killer? Israel real key. Not even that, just most serial killers in general, like yeah, the Dahmers and the Gacy's, they, yep. they all seem like regular. Oh, he's just a regular guy. You he's know? a good guy. He comes over, he helps me out, he does this, does yep. that. He and, treats his wife nice. Yeah, and then yeah. behind the closed doors, there's a whole nother, yeah, whole nother monster. Cutting throats and smashing skulls. Um, so, in an inquest held on March 8th, it was discovered that a man answering to Mr. Williams' description had auctioned a variety of household goods, possibly uh, wedding presents, in the city in early January of 1892. At the time, he was staying at the Cathedral Hotel in Swanst- on, uh, blah, 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 on Swanston Street in Melbourne, uh, registered as a, quote, Mr. Duncan. It later transpired that Deeming had also written an affectionate letter as Albert Williams to Mather's mother several days after the murder. Um, he had found time to approach another woman and ask to marry her <laughs> and uh he in the meantime was also trying to, you know he had time to you know kind of swindle and crook over a couple of jewelry stores too in melbourne so he's a shiesty guy yeah so from the time of his second huh. yeah he really does sound like fucking hh H. holmes yeah yeah he had fingers in many a pie because that's what Holmes did. He Yeah. He before he even killed his wife, he was pretty much laying the bricks to take for another wife. Yep. He wrote and, a letter to his wife's mother telling her pretty much everything's cool. We're doing great. Yeah, yeah, Australia's yeah, yeah. wonderful, you know. In the meantime, he is on the inside just like, "Okay, well, I'm going to kill her. I've got another one lined up. I'm going to I'm going to he wasn't robbing jewelry stores. He was like swindling them out of money and stuff like that. So he was a smart, smart criminal. Um, but from the time of his second wife's murder to his capture, arrest, and execution was less than three months. And this is due to mm. 
That was moving. That's moving pretty quick. Right. That's and it's due to very effective police work. Like as soon as they found the wife, they're just like, we have a description of this guy. We kind of know where he is. And they, they hunted him down and they found him really quickly. Um, and he was, he was hanged, uh, May 23rd in 1892 at the Melbourne jail. But the reason mm. that I picked this guy is because of the tie in with the Whitechapel murders, which was Jack the Ripper. This guy is on a lot of people's list as like being one of the top three or five suspects to actually be Jack the Ripper. Now, did the killing stop when he left? What the Whitechapel? Uh, around that, they slow, around that like, time, yeah. Slow um, down because actually, oh, can you look up when the last of Jack the Ripper's confirmed when, murders when, was? When was because uh... he left? He left England in 1891. When did he die? He died in 1892. He died uh, May 23rd of 1892. Okay, 1891 was. Uh... He, he left. Uh, he left uh, England in. In 1891, he left. He left England in 1891, yeah. which, which is what put why this guy's put on so many people's radar because like the murders stopped after he left. Mm. So, I'm not saying this guy was was Jack the Ripper, but he there's some connections that could be made. Exactly, like that's and that's why that because there's such a strong case that people can make for it that that's why he's on their radar as as a possible suspect. Huh. Um. And if I'll put a picture of this guy up too. If you look at a picture of him, and you see like the sketches of what people describe Jack the Ripper as looking like, they're almost a dead ringer for each other. Really? Yeah, like the like the wide like the wide set face, the big strong chin, and the mustache. He like he looks almost exactly like a lot of the the drawings of what Jack the Ripper looked like. Now, did he have a history in like medicine or anything like that? Like a lot of people felt that nope. uh, Jack the Ripper had. Nope, and that's that's the thing that kind of throws me off of his trail a little bit because he wasn't he wasn't a butcher or a doctor or anything like that. He didn't have the the background in that. As far as we know, he could have maybe exactly. learned something and kept it quiet. Exactly, not, not like Holmes. Not yet, because they were they're considering him for. Ah, I don't buy that one, but I don't know. Anyway, what else we got on this on this pre zone? Uh, I was gonna get yes. So the like like I said before, so. Those two guys in there. Yep. You know. They, they were they were the two like the the heavy hitters that were yeah. in the prison that yeah. were executed there. They get they they you know, they endured the long drop and sudden stop. Yeah. And so it happened. So the jail was closed nineteen twenty four. It wasn't decommissioned until nineteen twenty twenty nine. Uh so with that said, the prison um dug up the bodies of those who had been executed and buried in the cemetery. Oh, that, that's a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and they were put in the court in the exercise yard. All these graves. Why? Were in the why exercise. dig them up in the first place, though? Maybe uh, because they were moving them because moving they wanted them. to build oh, something man. there. That's the bodies were reburied in mass graves in the uh, Pentridge Prison in 1929. So it took them a little while. Yeah, it's, moving bodies never seems like a good idea to me. Yeah, it's like some Indian burial ground stuff. Uh, when they were originally moved in 1924, uh, so they were, 1924 they were dug up, weren't reburied until 1929. Oh my god! <laughs> so what did they do with the bodies? Just leave them hanging around in a box, a plastic um, bag, or could be? Yeah, because so, I mean, eh, yeah, at that point in time, because they didn't have like the same kind of like uh, 
you know, and like embalming techniques and stuff, they were probably just box of bones at that point in time. Anyway. Yeah, but still though, it's like, what what are you doing with the bodies, man? Yeah, yeah. Like Do that. you have them filed in like those, you know, file boxes, and they're like in a closet or like in a mausoleum or something? Yeah, but, were they studying well, them? Eh, people like that. Well, so, so people got wind of this when that they were digging up said people, and they showed up. Looking to get souvenirs. Oh, God. <laughs> People well, are strange. Uh, one person made off with a skull. And it wasn't until 2008 when the remains were actually discovered again. Um, that were at at the um, uh, Pentridge prison. They were rediscovered and they were dug back up and then... <laughs> They were re- so and then they were reinterred. Musical cemeteries. Separ- yeah, well, no, well, they no, no, no. It wasn't. They were. They, they didn't have musical cemeteries. They were kept right at Pentridge, but they were. Oh. They were reinterred. Okay. 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 So, but they were reinterred more humanely, so, more respectfully. Yes. Not just thrown in a hole and yeah. threw deer down. I'm like, ah, three feet down's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but. They tried to find out because a lot of a lot of the stuff came out about Ned Kelly and saying, "Oh well, you know, he was buried there." Well, they wanted to find out. Well, so they dipped digging, and and uh, turned out that uh, that skull that was missing was his. Yep. Really? Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, at that point in time, he's almost a folk hero. You know, so why wouldn't you want to, you know, literally a piece of him? Well, yeah, yeah. That, that definitely makes sense. But still, though, it's kind of what do you do? Put it, you put it on there, be like, oh, see this, Ned Kelly's skull. You get either one person that thinks it's super cool, the other person's like, yeah, you're lying. Yeah, and then you also have the fact of he is a quote unquote national hero or whatever. But it's like, why would you disrespect you know a body like that? But then again, you have that with every celebrity, right? And anyone that's famous that dies, the first thing people do is they want to go there and take something, right? Well, it's yeah. like um, it's like just let it go. Like uh, I, there was a uh, there's a show called The Abercast that uh, Justin Rimmel just co-hosted an episode on where they talk about the Mexican Revolution and uh, Pancho Villa's skull that skull coming up missing after he was killed and buried mm-hmm. and like they were like where the hell is it and it turns out that there's a rumor that it's in the Skull and Bones uh, fraternity house in Yale because they collected all kinds of weird stuff like that, but. But, like, yeah, people are weird. They're just like, oh, no, I don't know. I'm going to take this guy's skull. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, I mean, this kind of, this is another reason which, you know, the bones being, you know, dragged out and then just thrown back in kind of lead to the place being haunted as well. well. Yeah. I mean, just having. It, don't just, mess with the dead. Just leave them be. Yeah. You know, they're that's become kind of makes them a restless spirit then. Yeah. Um, they, like, I, I was looking them up, trying, I was really trying to find, like, stories, and so, you know, so we could, sh- I could share them, to be like, you know, hey, you know, proof haunted, and it's almost like it's trying to find them, it's just really, really hard. But you did find a couple of, a couple of videos, right? I did find a video where, I don't know if, what they were... It could be German. I, I'm not quite sure. I couldn't really tell the accent, what the accent, or 
Israeli. I'm not really too sure. That but the fact I, we'll, you we'll only speak that. English is kind of a thing too. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure, because of the YouTube video, I was trying to decipher, like trying to figure okay, it out. Well, it sounds like this. I don't know, but just, it was because of the quality, right? Maybe also because of, I was upstairs and you know, well, well, a lot of people, but they were they were filming. They had a handy cam, must be, and it was like five of them. They were getting ready to go. They were on. Uh, must be one of the cell blocks, and they were getting ready to go down. And next thing you know, you see turn see one of the guys turn around and come back to fuck upstairs. He's, he's like, you you just hear this coming from like down below. Yeah, I think it's like, is that the, the section you played before we started? Yeah, yeah, that was creepy as hell. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap! And you, you could hear, you know, even more is still going on as they're they're kind of like talking. And you can hear it still going on down below. Um, some of them, they actually have. Uh, there were some pictures I did find that uh, that they were taking pictures of the cell blocks, and you could just see like prisoners, you know. Oh, you see the outlines or the shadows or yeah, of just kind of just sitting there, you know, just stand there, you know, like they would come out of their cell or or some would be you know in their cell, you know, really, yeah, coming out of their cell. On the wow. catwalk. I mean, you have that, you know, with different different prisons. I mean, there's prisons here in the United States that they've caught Oh, there's images. more than a couple. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of them. Quite a bit. But, I mean, when you have 135 executions. Yeah. Numerous, probably, other deaths. And then you start, that, you that, start dilly-dicking with their bodies after they're dead. Yeah. Which... Well, a lot of times, a lot of people feel that prisons are more haunted because depending on the type of stone, which we discussed, is the mm-hmm. blue stone that is like with Stonehenge. They, a lot of paranormal experts believe that stone is a natural conductor or is like a recorder of energy. Yep, absolutely. You have 135 people that passed away that were conf- confirmed, confirmed by hanging, not right. the ones that were either killed by day-to-day, by other convicts, by... Uh, the corrections officers, disease, whatever may have you. Yep. You have the case of women and children are also in the same wing, and you don't know much about the children of how many kids have died right. because we've already touched on they were quote-unquote throwaways. Then there's also the other movement of the bodies, and you have the constant work and the, the buildings themselves. There's a lot of tension between uh, inmates and uh the workers that were there, there was just not being able to talk. So you have the people that lose their mind or going crazy that yep. are left in uh, confinement. There's a whole like wide variety of different opinions you can pick from or different options you can pick from where we have prisons in the U.S. that are haunted that have way less stuff in there that were mm-hmm. just men, less uh, people that were put to death, less crowded, less crowded, and there was less, you know, just in general, like tension. Where this place, it probably is a definite one of those places where it can be hot outside, and you walk in and you feel cold breeze, and you and, don't know why. And or, that's not just because it's stone. Yeah, and you can feel that tension, you can feel that that sadness, that anxiety, the stress. Because even if no one got hurt. There's still the stress and the anxiety of people who are in a situation or in a place where they don't get to see their family. They don't get anything. They don't get any luxuries. 
and just that sadness and depression is just going to be implanted in there. Yep. The only the closest I could think of something like this would have to be Alcatraz because Alcatraz was, I mean, you went in there, you were doing hard time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's what it was meant for hard time, and it was. I mean, it was it started off as a, um, a fort, but for, you know, soldiers and captive and all that good stuff. But then they're like, okay, well, we need something, you know, for prisoners. So we'll, we'll, we'll turn it over to that. And a lot of the people in there were not treated so well at all. Well, and that's the thing is even if you're in top tier like one of the top tier of the uh, the prison where you're able to communicate with other people you're able to you know probably go to to the chapel and pray if you wanted to I did read that if you were on best behavior and good terms you were allowed a bible and nothing else that you could keep on your person Oof. to actually be able to read um but even then it's even if you're at the top there's still that tension that stress because now okay say you, Kevin, you're on the top tier. You, Kevin, you're on the middle tier. And I'm on the bottom tier. There's going to be a lot of resentment mm-hmm. there, even mm-hmm. if you don't get to see the hood. But you kind of vaguely, word will still get around. Yep. And be like, I've done nothing. I'm on the bottom here. And you're on the top. And you actually get to talk to somebody. You actually get to go to a church, which is not the same as the hour to go outside. And yeah, be able you to get to go outside around. every day. Yeah, where I'm stuck down here and I get to go out once a week and I get to take a shower maybe if I'm lucky once a week. Whenever they let me. Yeah, and there's a you got that kind of tension and resentment. Oh, yeah. In in the top tier person's like, I gotta be careful because at any point in time, if you are the snitch and you're in the top tier because you just got caught got pinched for, you know, being disorderly and one of the people that you threw in there that you ratted out is in the one of the lower tiers. And if you're in one of the lower tiers if there's ever a moment in time where you guys are meeting, good night. Yeah. Like, so there's always a lot of tension. And then you also have, I'm not saying it's there, but it has been documented where you have the corrections officers that will do certain things for a cut. Right. For money, Mm -hmm. whatever. Cause yeah, there's, there's gangsters in there. Yeah. There's, you know, hard nosed criminals of all different varying degree of you Mm -hmm. have, and everybody has a price. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like, and it's not just the men; it could also be the women. Like, you get a a female, uh, a female guard who maybe has to cover a male side, and all of a sudden there's some relations there. Or, and then all of a sudden, vice versa. Now there's that connection of, well, I'm in here because of him. Or if you help me out with that, that'd be awesome. I'll do this for you. And or, I'm, I'm I'm guessing that there was there had to have been at some point in time male guards in the female area going, Hey, if you do something for me, I can maybe get you outside a little bit longer or I can get you more stuff for yourself and or, vice versa, you know, or there, or it was to the negative side of, it was not consensual stuff. Right. Which, you know, that wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, especially not, I'm not only saying between, you know, guard and, inmate but i'm also saying between inmates when it was mix of yeah you know yeah so all all of that stuff that happened even, there even like, the poor kids you know they're probably oh, some of them were probably God. taking you know advantage of i mean that was you know that's because mm. the screaming that you hear i mean like that, that yeah. video that i i saw with some screaming well it sounded like a woman screaming yep i mean you're probably they're probably sounds of kids screaming yep 
not only just because of probably if their mom and dad, but also, you know, because yeah, other things. You know, I mean, it's just a depressing situation all around, and from the mid 1800s to like its official like closing it was 94 even though there was a time frame between what i think the the 20s and 1820s and maybe something else i don't know that i know there were like you were saying that there was a time where it did yeah, shut it down a little bit shut down and it was reopened as a um as the um like the museum no yeah. well, it was reopened oh. for world war 2 oh, okay yeah so yeah even though you have that that time frame like where it was quote unquote shut down, there's still things going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, the part that gets me is just the kids that had nowhere else to go and technically qualified as a throwaway. And it's like, mm-hmm. whatever happened to them, man? Like, why weren't they given a chance to be off site? Like, given, right. okay, you get the newborn that was born in jail. That happens here where the child's with the mother for a certain amount of time. And then the child either goes with a family member or goes to the state or whatever. And maybe they didn't have the programs then. But, or I mean, or they were just you know kids that the parents couldn't take care of because of like stuff like autism or you know yeah it's, it's, yeah. Just, it's just something but that, like that part gets me more That's, than anything else. That it's was just... that was back when the system was so much different than it is now. Where it's like, oh, you, you don't have any parents? Well, guess what? You're going to be a street urchin. You have to you know fend for yourself. And, and if you get you know, caught, you're going to back to where you came from or someplace worse. It's strictly for kids. Yep. And it's a detention center that could be way worse. So, or, I mean, it's not like, you know, here where we had, you know, the uh, insane asylums or, you know, those places where just because they were autistic or just a little bit stranger, you know, they were sent to these places, which, yeah. you know, some of them preyed on the people that were really oh, mentally God. unstable. Yes, they did. And I mean, but some of those kids could have been mentally unstable and then they were just preyed upon by adults you know, adults so i mean it's but the cool part about this whole place is it's still open as a museum mm-hmm. so i know we have some listeners in australia if any of you guys have ever been there like get a hold of us on facebook or on instagram or email us because i would love to know what this place is like because it seems you can take a virtual tour interesting i did that before we started i was on the virtual tour oh yeah yeah uh I can't remember the name of it, but it's, I think, Old Melbourne Goal, the G-O-A-L dot com dot A-U. And you literally can take a virtual tour of, like, most of the penitentiary, and it's kind of a very fascinating thing. And it's, yeah, I think it actually looks a lot better than most of the prisons that you actually see. Or you'd think uh, of for the time. Yeah. Hmm. One guy that I saw a YouTube video of or he was taking a tour of it and he had his video camera out and one of the cells he went into had some pictures of some people, but then it also had like pictures of, of writing that was on the wall, but you can't really make it out. But at the time they could make it out. So they kind of like took a picture of it and, you know, zoomed it in or whatever. So I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You can sign up for night tours, regular tours, like during the day. Oh, that's pretty, pretty cool, man. I if I was if I ever find myself in Australia, I want to check that out. Yeah, but yeah. If you go on www.oldmelbournegoal, uh, uh, I'm assuming that's how you say g a o l dot com dot a u. You can actually literally go through the entire history of the place. 
between 1842 to 2009, talking about the conflict between Aboriginal people and the European settlers, all the way up to the mystery of uh, Ned. What was his name again? Ned Kelly. Ned Kelly and his missing skull. You can it take sounds a, like an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> it's like missing I've, skull. <laughs> like I've been wandering around on this site, and it's actually fascinating to me because you can literally take a virtual tour. We can put a link for that in the show notes too. Yeah, so we can have people check it out. Because that's it, right? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look awful at all. I mean, I mean, it, it they looks awful. Been, they probably but... been renovating it, but I've seen like on history of some other prisons where you see things paint peeling. It looks all rusted, and yeah. this is like that. Actually, looks like they're trying to maybe like renew it back to how it was. Yeah, you know. And you, they have like floor plans, and you can see the like how the cells were on one of the regular levels, not the obviously the super low level, but yeah. The doorways look so narrow that like you have to walk in sideways. You couldn't walk in like a normal standard doorway oh, like geez. what we have. That's crazy. So anyway, on that note, yeah, I've got I got nothing left. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's our that's the your 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 pick of the of yeah. the letter, folks. I would like to do that more often, like throw a poll up on Facebook and be like, "Hey, what do y'all want to listen to? You want something from here, here, or here?" Because that's kind of fun. It, yeah. And it gives us a ton of options, you know. It narrows it down, but it also gives options at the same time. Yeah, if you want to if you want to give us, you know, want to, you know, get a hold of us, go on to uh, Instagram. Check us out on uh, Dark Windows Pod. Um, also, Twitter at the same, Dark Windows Pod. And we're on Facebook, Facebook at Dark Windows Podcast. You know how to run Facebook. I mean, everybody does. I don't. I or, don't actually have it. I know, but. Or if you want to... Uh, we could learn you how to. No, rather not. <laughs> or if you just rather email us and uh, share some pictures or, you know, if you're, if you're from Australia or if you've been there or whatever, or just share some notes, go on to uh, Gmail and and uh, email us at uh, darkwindowspodcast. Nope, darkwindowspod Pod, at gmail.com. Yep. You can find me on Instagram at broadstone underscore creations. And there you can see me use my sweet hobby holder. Yeah, why don't you uh, remind us the uh, stuff without the code and whatnot? The code? That means I have to spell it? Yep. All right. Because he wants me to, and apparently I do this funny face when I spell it out. You do. If you go to uh, gamemv.net, check yourself out a sweet hobby holder, and you're like, hey, man, I want one of these, but it's a good price. But how can I get it better? If you put in the promo code BROADSTONE, B R O A D S T O N E. That's that's me. At uh checkout, you get to save yourself two dollars off each hobby holder. That means if you want one, Kevin, and you, Kevin, want a hobby holder, I'll save you two dollars off your Kevin and your Kevin hobby holder. Whoa! And before we head out, I definitely want to give a special shout out to a few listeners that have reached out to us. Um. My buddy Slammin' Sammy from Baltimore, Maryland reached out, and I love this guy. He literally reached out, was listening to the episode of the Seth episode, and was like, hey, here's a picture of Amy. I'm putting that on Facebook, too, because it's yeah. awesome. He drew this picture, sent it to me, and I was like, all right, thanks, man, and super nice guy, super cool guy. I'm hoping that we can get him up here for the haunted house, and we can send him through because he is... 
he's a horror nerd he's a 40k nerd unless he's a cool guy but uh yeah he reached out to us and loves the show uh, my buddy nick over in the uk was listening to it and had a lot of fun listening to the episodes and he's a, a usual listener um the geek sauce podcast if you're into D uh live play those guys over there are fantastic they hype us up all the time they're fantastic it's a bunch of guys sitting around and going on crazy little adventures and that was the reason why i do the hashtag spread the sauce but yeah Sweet. definitely reach out rate review let us know what we're doing right what we're doing wrong yep. and Where we, wherever you listen to us if you can rate review subscribe even you if know. you only give us a star, let us know why. Exactly. I'd rather have a reason than a... You like, know. you don't believe that redheads can blend into cedar walls. Yeah. Yeah. If you, and, you know, if you have any anything you want to say to us, just, you know, just get a hold of us on uh, the podcast on Instagram or whatever. Or, you know, let us know. We have an email address that's just sitting there, folks. I ain't got... I ain't getting no emails in there. Yeah. Makes me sad. Well, reach out to me on the Instagram because I'm living on that thing like a 13-year-old little girl that's <laughs> posting pictures of, look at my sweet little miniatures I posted. So, yeah, and if uh, you're looking for a pair of headphones yep. or earbuds. Um, and you're not dragging your feet like me. Yeah. <laughs> in the ear, uh, over the ear. Around uh, the ear. Around the ear, whatever. Yep. You can go on to studio.com and uh, type in promo code of dark windows at checkout. And get how much? Fifteen percent off. One five percent off. Why is how, that? How do you spell dark 15. windows? How do you spell dark windows? D A R K W I N D O S. Why? All one word. Okay. No, why would they do that? I think you're fifteen percent off. But why? What else? Because saving money's kick ass. Because we love them. Yeah, and that way that they don't send a horde of. Headphone Bully Vikings wogs. over here to kill us. No, Bully Wogs. Well, they're Swedish. They have headphone Vikings. Mm. Yep. That's kind of awesome. Right? Nice. I want my. I want a pair of headphones that's like that, but it has, when I put it on, it has horns coming out the side. Dude. So, <laughs> the, the helmet from Skyrim with built-in headphones. Boom. I'll yes, take it. I want it. Hard. Love it. Nerds. You shut Love your mouth, it. you. So anyway, until next time. Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Love you. Kisses. Bye-bye. Later, bitches.